Welcome to the Dude Make Something podcast, where we discuss faith, mental health, and personal development for the purpose of helping black men to stop being mediocre and to do the work to become excellent for God's glory and the good of others. All right, so this is kind of a rant, but it's something that's been like weighing on my heart for a little while. Um, as I'm sure, I don't know, maybe everybody doesn't know because not everybody is just like on the internet all the time or caught up with stuff that's going on in social media or whatever. But I think this kind of started maybe last year, sometime last year, but there's been this real, <laughs> to me, very uncomfortable craze and conversation and debate that comes up. It's described as a gender war within the black community. And for those who don't know, I am black and <laughs> I love black people. And I think it's important that black people grow, mature, get healthy, and thrive. And I think uh, I definitely subscribe to Black First, um, more specifically Hebrew First, but that's a conversation for another day. But there's this conversation online, whether it's YouTube or whatever, it's like a debate of, of gender wars about high value black men or high value men and modern women, quotations with all of this stuff. And see the videos, I see the videos and stuff on YouTube, and I see the Twitter conversations and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And it's, it's really sad. It's really heartbreaking. It's very aggravating too. It's, it's almost infuriating. It really is infuriating because the conversation, all the things that are happening, it's, none of it's beneficial. <laughs> like the, the idea of a gender war is not beneficial for the black community at all. It's literally, it's dumb. It's stupid. It's, it's, it's not, it's wicked. And I mean, coming from a believer standpoint, from a Christian standpoint, this is demonic. You know, this is really demonic. This is not good. And, and I've been thinking about this and I have written down some stuff because I've been thinking about this for a while. And the thing that irks me and bothers me the most is that there are so many black men who are subscribing to this ideology that men are the prize or the idea of like striving to be a high value man, quote, quote unquote, high value man. Um, and a lot of times this idea of a high value man is determined by white supremacy, white culture, and things like that. And, and, the, and pretty much is determined by the culture of our oppression. And, you know, I don't know all the names, but I know, you know, attached to a manosphere or whatever, um, Kevin Samuels is probably the most popular one right now. And I've sat and watched a few of his videos and things like that. and. <laughs> we got to be careful. This is not, this is not good. Like it's, it's really not good. It's really not good. And really what I have to say, say is specifically, I mean, it can go for anybody, but it's specifically for black Christian men who listen to Kevin Samuels and who are subscribing to this. Like, yo, we got to chill on this. We got to get away from this. We got to call this stuff out because it's not helpful. It's really not like, Okay, let's just hear some of my thoughts. First of all, listen to black women, black men. Listen to black women. Like seriously, take the time, take the moment to actually listen, to empathize and understand where they're coming from. Like black women, they are a garden and we have to tend to the garden if we expect to see any good fruit. It doesn't help to blame and curse the ground for being hard and bitter, quotes, and difficult, as gardeners, black men, as gardeners, we have to do the work to love and tend to the ground. And that requires paying attention to what the ground needs. 
If the ground, if the ground needs water, water it. If the ground needs tilling, till it. We have to listen, though. We have to work with the ground. We have to become better gardeners to change our culture. It's necessary. This is not the time to be caught up in selfish and foolish things as men. We have to become better for ourselves, for our women, for our children, youth, and future. If we don't do it, no one else will. Don't be blind and foolish to what's happening around us. The ship is sinking. This culture and all this, this world that we're caught up in and stuff like that and striving to be the best at, whatever, the ship is sinking and we got to get our lifeboat together. We got to stop trying to excel in this culture that hates us and is not for us or our women. We got to wake up. I'm aware not everyone's going to hear me or agree, but I'm hoping another brother will decide to start listening to our sisters, mothers, aunts, and wives. Assuming you're, you know, if you're married, that we start listening to our black women, that we start listening to the good ground and catering to their needs so we can start to bear better fruit for our people and our community. It's our responsibility to start changing things and making things better. We aren't being men. We aren't being gardeners. We aren't being husbandmen if we continue to shirk and neglect our roles. If we keep complaining, cursing, and blaming our women, our ground, we're going to end up with nothing. Or if we're blaming the ground that we came from, if we're blaming our mothers for poor choices and stuff like that, we're going to fail ourselves, our community, and our people, and our legacy. We got to get it together. We got to do what's right. We got to listen to our women and tend to our gardens. We got to do better for our people because no one else will. Quote unquote, high value men. Bill Gates. Divorced. Jeff Bezos. Divorce. Is this your example? Is this our example? Because of money? You can't take that with you. Your legacy is going to die some generations out. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these accolades and things that you're aspiring for, that stuff's going to fade away. It's not going to matter. As an example, look at homes or buildings that have been abandoned. They're covered in vines and weeds. The stuff we're so proud of, the stuff that we build with our hands or whatever, those things will fade. The ground, the earth, the fruit from it, that's going to survive. That's what it's supposed to do. The ground is supposed to do that. We're here to tend to it manage it, and produce fruit from it. Our women will do whatever they can to survive because that's what they are designed to do. But if we don't do what we're supposed to do, we'll fade away. And that's, and, and you know, ultimately, that's the hope. The, the hope that black men will simply just fade away. That black folks as a whole will just go away. They'll just die off. They'll just disappear. But that's not God's plan. Because we're called for more than just quote-unquote high value. We're creators, producers, leaders, kings, priests, but we've been tricked into thinking we're not. Or we've been given this watered-down, deceived version of what kingship looks like or what leadership looks like. We've been deceived that we aren't made in the image of God and called to greater things. We've lost our way. We've listened to lies for way too long and we need to wake up. We need to stop following the ways of this world. We need to stop following the culture of this country, this place that stole our people, that bought and sold our people, that killed and continues to kill our people, that poisons our people, that lies to our people, that wants to destroy our people. We were given a standard. God's word. We were given a purpose and a calling. But we've lost our way. We gotta stop listening to lies. 
We gotta stop focusing on silly things. We gotta pay attention and notice that this ship is sinking. This culture ain't for us and it's not getting better. We gotta do for us. We gotta do better for our people. We gotta do better for our women. We gotta do better for our sons and daughters. We gotta stop listening to lies. And we gotta do better for our brothers too. Like sometimes brothers just gotta be checked, yo. Like you're you're acting out. You're acting, you're acting stupid right now. You're rolling. That's what good brothers do. They don't encourage mess. Good brothers are supposed to check you when you, you ain't right, acting right. We gotta do better for our people. We gotta do better. We gotta get it together. We gotta listen to our creator and we gotta pay attention to those who've been called to lead and serve. This manosphere stuff, that ain't it. This aspiring to be a white man, that ain't it. It's following the ways of a fallen world. Following the ways of a fallen world? That ain't it. We all got a lot of work to do. A lot of hard work. We got a lot of internal repair that needs to be done. Black man, get counseling. Black man, get help. Black man, do better. Black man, handle your business. And I don't want you to think that I'm not saying this to me as well. Because like I said, I'm a black man. So whenever I hear these conversations this on either side, like, I put myself in the mix. So whenever I hear people talking about black men or, or trash and stuff like that, I take to the heart because I'm a black man. And I'm not going to sit around and just accept that being trash. Like, there's a reason we're being called that. Like, listen, and I'm not just talking about getting money and striving and hustling to be a quote-unquote high-value man, but taking care of what you were called to do, leading your households, loving your wives, serving your people, raising your kids, influencing your community for good. Work hard there because we're supposed to, because we need to, and because we have to. The reality is the ground, our women, just want us to be who we were called to be. They really are trying to help us. But if we keep listening to lies and trying to be someone who we aren't supposed to be, we're going to miss the mark like we've been doing. We got to stop it. We have to do better. I know the majority of those who watch or listen to this will disagree. They will push back, they will call me a simp or whatever, and I get it. The majority of us are deceived. <laughs> it's a fact. We've been listening to lies and supporting the deception for a long time now. Whether it's in the media, what we're taught in school, or the bad advice that's been handed down from our fathers, our uncles, our older brothers, the same bad advice that has led to our women saying what they say today. That we're all trash, that we're all failures, that we're good for nothing that their only option is to divest from their own people. We have to ask why. Why is this? Why is the match for black men, black women, why are they saying this? Why is the ground that God gave us, these beautiful, amazing women who are supposed to bear our seed, why are they saying this? Because they've had experiences to support their beliefs. Whether it was them, their sister, their mom, their aunt, their grandma, their great-grandma, they're not just making this stuff up. But we're believing that they are. And we're believing that it's their fault. It's like we're children playing a video game and we start blaming the video game for cheating. We say it's the game's fault. We say it's the woman's fault. Nah, man. We just suck at playing the game. And yes, we've been disadvantaged and messed up as black men. All of the black community has, including black women. Some of us didn't have good men in our lives, or men at all in our lives, 
but that excuse is tired. <laughs> it is. And, you know, again, like personally for me, growing up, my, my dad wrestled and struggled with drugs and alcohol. So there were moments where he just wasn't in my life. And it, I know it stressed my mom out. It influenced my family. And I know, you know, that's continuation. I know my grandfather, my father's father, struggled with alcoholism. And so, yeah, there's that generational curse that appears in various aspects of the black community. But I can't keep using that as an excuse for how I treat my wife or how I treat women or how I treat those around me. I can't use that as an excuse. Oh, my dad wrestled with this stuff and he wasn't there. No, I, I, I can't. You, you know why you can't use that as an excuse? Because we have access to all the tools we need to build ourselves up, to build ourselves up to a healthy and whole place. Like this is the most information saturated time in all of existence. And we're complaining and using the same old excuses when there are so many examples of good black men. Like even just a YouTube example, belief in fatherhood. His whole platform is dedicated to showing you like what it looks like to be a black man with a black family. Like it's there. You just have to search for it. And other people who aren't even black have benefited from what he shares and what he displays on his channel. We have access to all the tools that we need to build ourselves up, to build ourselves up to a healthy and whole place, not a place of selfishness, cowardice, and mediocrity. We got to stop listening to folks who are deceived and are deceiving others. A big problem I have with Kevin Samuels and those who like him and those who are like him and that listen to him is that there is no, from what I've seen, <laughs> there is no social proof of good fruit from what they're saying or what he's saying. My understanding is Kevin Samuels is a divorced man that doesn't take care of his children and he gives relationship and life advice on being a high value man and advice to quote-unquote help women get such men. This is like a disease-stricken, unhealthy doctor giving medical advice. How can I trust you when you're sick and dying yourself? I'd, I'd rather listen to Glenn from Belief in Fatherhood because I see the work that he's putting in. I can see the social proof. I'd rather take advice from him. I'd rather take advice from people who are actually in healthy marriages, who are actually benefiting the community. I know a lot of people try to call Dr. Boyce Watkins a simp. I'd rather listen to him. I'd rather listen to people that, that are actually doing something, not just sitting in a room creating a talk show to quote-unquote help people, but their own stuff is messed up. The reality is we got to put in the work to grow, mature, and be better men for each other, for our women, for our people. But that's hard work, and we'd rather take the easy way out. We'd rather say, it's her fault. She did it. She made a bad choice. She's a single mom, blah, 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 yada, 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 all this stuff. It's the woman's fault. The reality is, this all sounds very, very familiar. Genesis chapter 3, verse 12 reads, And the man said, The woman whom thou, God, whom you gave to me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. It was Eve's fault. It was Eve's fault. Why everything jacked up? It's Eve's fault. It's the same story. We're using the same excuse. But you know whose fault? It's Adam's fault. <laughs> it, was, it was Adam's fault. Adam had the command. 
He was given the word. He was given a direction. He was given the power, the authority. He was given all of the tools to protect his wife, to keep craziness away from her. But no, we want to take that generational curse and keep shifting the blame and blame the good ground that God gave us. Because not too long ago in the previous chapter, Adam was geeked. This is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. This is beautiful. Behold, this beautiful woman, because she's come from me. But flip the script real quick. It's her fault. Let me blame her. Because I didn't, I was being a punk. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do my responsibility. Because the thing is, Adam was there when this happened. Like, she gave him the fruit. It was right there. He could have smacked that fruit over her hand and be like, girl, what you doing? We ain't supposed to do this. But nope. Blaming. Shifting blame. It's the same excuse. Same tired excuse. Black men, we got to do better. We got to suck it up. All of the complaining, all of that stuff. And again, I, have to, I wrestle with this too. Like there's so many things, whether it's trauma, whether it's mental health issues, whatever. There's so many things, but God has equipped us as men for us to do better, for us to serve, for us to lead, for us to protect, for us to provide. And it doesn't have to look like how the white culture is. It doesn't have to look like that. They are not the standard. They really aren't. If, if you, this is an example that I, I, I feel like is true. Like, if you ever watch, and maybe some of you haven't watched this, I don't know. But if you've ever watched the show or the movie Mean Girls, and if you've ever had the opportunity to be around white people, especially in their adolescent times and stuff like that, yo, that stuff is toxic. That stuff is toxic. <laughs> like, it's really, really bad. And that's what we want to model ourselves after. Because we look at, again, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, other people who have all this money or clout or whatever, and like, that's the goal. That's the standard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. That's deception. <laughs> we, we, we've been lied to a whole lot. And again, I know not everyone is going to hear me out. Some of y'all, maybe the majority of those who watch this or listen to this will continue to defend your idols. Then you continue and you'll continue to blame others. You'll continue to blame black women. And you'll continue to support lies and, and beliefs that are tearing us and our people apart. But I'm praying, I really am, I'm praying that we... <laughs> As, as first black men, but black people as, as a whole will wake up. And I'm praying that those who do hear me, just like I'm trying to do, will commit to make a change. Listen, I, I'm not perfect. I'm well on my journey of trying to get to a level of greatness that I believe God has for me, not what white society has for me, but what God has for me. And I'm not perfect. And I'm committing to every day get better for my black queen because I love her, because I love my people. Because I want more than excuses and settling for a basic life of ease. Because I'm called to be more than a quitter. And I just wanted to read, I just wanted to read a passage of scripture that I think, I think is very uh, relevant for right now um, in our culture and the time that we're in. And I think it relates to this. Um, this is 2 Timothy chapter 3. And again, I know some of you who might be listening to this might not be Christians or might not be be believers, but just hear me out. Just listen to this. And again, I, I'm trying to reach black men 
who claim to be Christians or believers or whatever in, in Jesus. I'm trying to communicate to them because I'm a black man that's a believer. And I'm really trying to reach those people who, again, you claim to be a Christian. You claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, a believer. But you listen and support this manosphere stuff. Second Timothy chapter 3. This is King James. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient. I'm going to read this first part in the NLT, so it might be a little easier. Starting over, verse 1. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends and be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind, verse 6 again, they are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers, these men, oppose the truth just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janus and Jambres. I'm going to skip down to verse 13, which I think is really important. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And there are a lot of people out there on the, the interwebs or whatever, talking and communicating and quote-unquote teaching. And um, we have to be very, very careful to check what they're saying for ourselves, for our families, for our communities. Because there are people, just as the scripture is saying, evil men and seducers will grow more and more and they will deceive others, being deceived themselves. Again, I know not everybody's going to like this, but it's my podcast. (laughs) I can share what I want to share. And I think it's important, like, we got to do better. We got to wake up. Our, our, our people, our, our nation, our people, black people, we got to do better. We got to heal. And this kind of advice, this kind of teaching, this, these beliefs and ideologies are not helping. And I really hope you'll take a step back, take a step back from your own hurt, your own, your own pain, your own selfishness or whatever. And you'll really analyze the stuff that people will be sharing and really wonder, is this really helpful? Is it really helpful? Thanks for listening to the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and rate and review on your favorite podcasting app. Black man, you're called for more than mediocre living. You're here for a purpose, to live for God's glory and for the good of others. Let's do the work and keep choosing to live a vibrant and excellent life. Until next time, go make something for yourself, of yourself, and for God's glory and the good of others. Peace.